0: Welcome to the Adventist Church of the Woodlands podcast, where you will find sermons, devotional thoughts, and current event conversations, all based on a biblical worldview. He had spent three and a half years with these 12 men. And you can imagine if you only had a few days to live, what would be going through your mind? And as he knew what awaited him, as he knew the cross that was before him, he wanted to leave his disciples a special token of what he was about to do, not only for them, but for humanity. As he instituted the Lord's Supper as we know it, he wanted to remind them about the immense sacrifice that he was about to take, not only for them, but for the entire world. And so if you open your Bibles, if you want to follow along in Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 26. Matthew 26, beginning in verse 26. These Jewish men knew all about the Passover and all it symbolized. But that Passover ritual was going to be replaced by what we know as the Lord's Supper. And if you are a firstborn, this may uh hold more weight for you, but in reality it applies to all of us. That night when the Passover took place, the parents or the leader of the house was to put blood on the doorpost in order for the angel of death not to strike down the firstborn. And so you can imagine if you are a 13, 14, 15 year old, 16 year old, Wondering if your parents were going to do that which was prescribed. And as the blood went on the doorpost, you realized that your parents actually believed in what was said. And even though you had not seen anything take place yet, you realized that the command given was a solemn command, that the command given was actually to be taken serious. And that night, you heard the cries of those who did not take refuge under the bloodstained banner of the doorpost. And Christ reminding of his disciples of that which took place, he wants to leave a lasting impression on them because in reality, you and I live in a society where symbols are important. We think of the flag, the American flag, and we think of the ideals it should promote. You think of the bald eagle and you think of this nation. You think of different symbols in society and they are associated with different things. And so he says to them in verse 26, and they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. For in a few days, he would actually give his literal body for the sins of the world. Verse 27, he says, Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. Whether you and I know it or not, whether the world knows it or not, We are all steeped in a battle and it is the battle between good and evil in which sin is the culprit that leads us to death. And no matter how good of a citizen you are, we have all sinned and fallen short of the standard of God. And so Jesus says, we're going to renew the covenant that I made but not on tablets of stone. And not on the blood of lambs and goats. But on the blood that I am going to shed for the world. But oftentimes, when we talk about symbols and even in Christianity. We emphasize the blood so much that we lose the meaning of what the blood actually represents. We use symbols that we've been washed by the blood of the lamb. Now think about it. If you have a white dress and you are washed in blood, that dress is no longer going to be white ever again. But the symbolism, when you know its meaning, captures what it's saying. It is the fact that the only thing that can cleanse you from your sin from your bent ways, from your hatred of God, as Roman tells us, is the blood of Jesus Christ. But what is really the blood of Jesus Christ? Leviticus tells us that the life is in the blood. And that blood shed for us represents the fact that there was somebody who walked this earth who did everything possible so that you may have eternal life. He lived the life and he died giving up his life so that you may have eternal life. It's not just blood that flowed from his side. It's the life that he lived to the glory and honor of God in order to be accepted that you may take his place and he may take your place. The sinner dying but being cleansed by the life of the perfect one. There's a song, a secular song, but nevertheless, I like the words of this particular portion. It's a story of the singer is recalling her bad relationship with her father and how her father abandoned her while she was growing up. And now that she has become something, the father now wants back in her life. And the particular line in the song, she says, she says, you didn't think I was worth it. But the reality is, my daughter, now she's talking about her daughter, she says, she will never wonder about her worth. Because unlike you, I'm going to put her first. And you and I have been told by the world at times that we are worthless. That we are as Christians or whether as individuals in school being bullied or growing up or maybe at work left behind for a promotion. That we are not worthy. But the reality is that the blood and the body that was paid for us is a reminder that you are worth. All of heaven. That God left nothing in the treasure of heaven in order to redeem you and me. You never have to wonder your worth. Because in the eyes of God, the cross is proof that he has put you first. And that's why the Bible says, for God so loved the world. But I liked her taking that verse and personalizing it. For God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son that if I should believe in him, I will not perish but have everlasting life. As the blood seeped from his body on that cross, as the blood left from his side, from his feet, from his ankles, from the crown of thorns on his head, it sucked the life right out of him. But unlike the world, we don't worship a crucified Christ. We worship a risen Christ, alive forevermore. And the blood represents that cleansing nature. His life represents what cleanses, what gives us the strength. But the body is the bread as we've been told. And symbolically we know that the bread represents the word of God. And as we die to self in the symbolism of the blood. The bread, the word of God gives us the strength to carry on. Because as the days get darker. The need of his word grows more and more. As the world around us gets darker the bread of life, the word of God will help us navigate the darkness that is before us. So I don't celebrate symbolically just blood and bread. I represent the fact that my Christ is not just blood and body bread shed for me, but that He is alive now and seeking a personal relationship with each and every one of us. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will plead with you until your last breath. But I trust that those of us here today are in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and are here today to say to the world, to say to each other that we do not worship a dead and buried Savior. We worship the risen one. Just this week in a simple manner. I saw him act on behalf of this church. I saw him act in mighty ways. I saw him act in, in a reconciliation type way. Because the world may want to separate us, but what binds us is the life of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your amazing love. Father, as we are about to divide now to partake of the ritual of humility, the washing of the feet, and then the bread and the wine, I pray that your Holy Spirit will cleanse each and every one of us from any ill will towards anyone, from any bitterness or regret that we may have, From the stress of the week, may we all leave it here at the altar. Father, may we all leave it here at the communion table, knowing that you have shown the greatest love of all by laying down your life for your friends. We thank you and we love you. In your son's precious name we pray, amen. For those who may be visiting the Adventist Church Practices Open Communion, So if you feel you are right with the Lord, then you are free and invited to partake. At this moment, we also practice uh, the ritual of humility, the washing of the feet. And so if you want to participate in that, in the kitchen here, which is the first door to the sanctuary to the right, the men will uh, partake there. If you are a woman and you want to participate, out the door to the left, first door to your left, the women will partake there of the ritual of humility. And if you are a couple wanting to do it with your spouse, it is where we have our fellowship dinner. At this moment, I dismiss you reverently, and then we will reunite here for the bread and the wine. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Adventist Church of the Woodlands podcast. You can find us at woodlandsadventist.org And you can visit us anytime. You're more than welcome. God bless you and have a great day.